We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome into this Thursday edition of the Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Parm, Neil McCready, Clark Ford at Studio. Today, first of uh, two shows, you know, hand raise guys tonight, be with you here uh this morning, we'll talk to Ben Mintz of Barstool Sports in the uh, the second or third segment of the show. I don't know where we're going to place it, but one of those. We'll also go over picks for the week, and if we need a little extra time, some questions from our RebelGrove.com subscribers. If we don't get to a lot of those, I'll spend some time today kind of going through answering a few in, uh, in written form because y'all did take the time to do it. Gave us a lot of questions. I don't know if we'll need them or not. But anyway, they are uh, they are there. Just a little insurance policy. As the uh, as the morning moves on, hope all of you are having a wonderful day. Again, pretty uh, chilly, at least relative to uh, the the time of year here in the Oxford area. I had the, I had the low tire thing this morning. Where oh really? Going to need some air in the tires because the the temperature change a couple days in a row caused me uh, caused me to get down into twenty eight twenty nine psi. So I have to handle that a little later today. But uh, Alamos and Alabama, nine days away, still uh, more than a week. This uh, we got an early line though. We got an early line. Ole Miss and Alabama, nine days away. So was that a preseason line that someone just found, or was that an early line? I'm gonna pull up DraftKings in a minute and see if I can actually bet that line currently. I'm not. I'm not sure, but I think it's current. So uh, that and more coming up on the show. I would take 17 points today. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That feels. Pretty certain on which and if, if that's a trap, then I'll just fall into yeah. the trap. Just I mean, go ahead and that, let the mouse get me at that yeah, that's point. That's a lot of points. Yeah. Oxford Exxon, Highway 6 West in Oxford. They have their self-checkout up and running. Take care of yourself. Get back on the road as fast as possible. Also, at all Blue Sky locations in Mississippi, you can get the Speed Pass Plus out. Download it. Earn points. Save money there and here locally. One more weekday after uh, today to enjoy the lunch specials. Five sixty nine, two sides bread, thirty two ounce drink there at Oxford Exxon and the Blue Sky. And again, coming to you from the Clark Ford studio. We are Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi. Six six two two five seven nineteen hundred is the number. Call it. Uh, ask for our buddy Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within fifteen minutes in business hours. Right to the bottom line. No hassle, no haggle. You get your quote. The rest is completely up to you. You can shop that quote around. You can do what I've done, but I recommend that you do, and that's hop into a Clark Ford today, 662-257-1900. Guests, including Ben Mintz, join us on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline. 
Rafters Music and Food on the Square in Oxford. It'll be a great place this weekend, even though uh, Ole Miss isn't playing. Other people are. Great games on TV. Some really intriguing games we'll talk about later in the show. LSU at Mississippi State, Texas A&M versus Arkansas, Florida, Tennessee, South Carolina, Kentucky. Be a great place to go hang out at Rafters, watch uh, watch the games. I think the Ryder Cup's on also. Uh, watch all of that stuff. Have a burger, po' boy, uh, great appetizers, great beer selection, full bar, the whole deal there at Rafters Music and Food on the Square in Oxford, also in New Albany. And um, probably starting to run out of time on Rafters on the water, but you can still enjoy Great waterfront views, uh, frozen daiquiris, frozen margaritas, and more rafters on the water at Sardis. Yeah, I just went into DraftKings, went to college football, and uh, it appears that I can put a bet right now on Ole Miss or Alabama at 17 being the uh, the spread. It's minimum of 10 cents It's what it's telling me. So, yeah, I can I can I, bet on it right now. I might have to go do that. Uh, Auburn and LSU, if you'd like to bet early, I can, it's LSU. How many Ole Miss games have you ever bet on with real money since you've been on the beat? Not play, not Neil's picks. <laughs> uh, two or three. Two or three. And not in a long time. I've only done, I've never done a football game. I've done one football game. I bet one basketball game. I won the one football game I've done. 08 Ole Miss LSU in Baton Rouge. Yeah, I won money. I felt really good about that. I won Miss money on South Carolina versus Ole Miss basketball, and I can't remember the year. I remember that. And it was close. I do remember that. It yeah, was close. yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that like one of those Devin Downey South Carolina teams? I can't remember. That's been a few years ago. I remember that. I knew that the Ole Miss team had. Yeah, we knew enough about what was going on locally, and then saw the line, and it was like I think we were talking with Jeffrey, and like, whoa, like, hey, yeah. uh, uh, there's a there's a thing there. Um, that was a Vegas lesson because I knew that Ole Miss had internal issues and might not play all that well, and they didn't. But I didn't know because I don't cover South Carolina is that they had their own share of internal issues. And they didn't play particularly well either. <laughs> I tell you, though, these lines in general, if I really can bet on these and I'm right in saying this, I, I like this other one, too, on, for the road team. Auburn getting three in Baton Rouge next weekend. I like that. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. I think Auburn wins straight up next I do, too. I think Baton Auburn Rouge. wins in Baton Rouge. What's the Arkansas-Georgia line? How many uh, points could I get on the Hogs? I don't have that as an option. My only October 2nd games that I can bet on are Cincinnati at Notre Dame. What's that line? Uh, one. Notre Dame giving one to Cincinnati. Ooh. Uh, Michigan at Wisconsin. Wisconsin giving four to the Wolverines in Madison. Huh. Texas getting one in Fort Worth against TCU. Auburn LSU, Ole Miss Alabama, and then Arizona State, UCLA. What's that line? UCLA minus three and a half at the Coliseum. I read the Rose Bowl. At sorry. the Rose Bowl, yeah. sure, yeah. Uh. Yeah. So those I are, like that one too. Yeah. Those are the ones you can bet on early here on DraftKings. Is I'm uh Grind says Auburn hasn't won in Baton Rouge since nineteen ninety nine. Okay. I, Neil is, has no interest in those stats. This is where <laughs> stuff that stuff just and I know people do it. That means nothing to me because I, I'm I'm around these kids and I'm around my kids. And their interest in history like that is virtually nil. I just don't think it's in their heads on game day. It only becomes a factor if it surrounds the program. If it's something where it's such a deal where it gets in guys' heads. I mean, frankly, kind of like Ole Miss's baseball postseason a little bit. Something where it's this monumental thing. I mean, I'm sure Florida, Kentucky, after a while, became, oh, hell. Like, yeah. Because you just 
Yeah. It permeates everything, but I don't but, know that. But that. I think there's a zero chance on the planes next week that guys, players, look at each other in the locker room or whatever, like before practice. Or Hey, we're screwed. You yeah. know, you, you, did you see what happened in that 0-1 game? Did you know? They had a lead with like eight minutes left, and they blew it. Did you know we haven't won down there since 1999? Guys would be like, "Who's? what do you mean? They were playing football in 1999? Yeah. 1999 was President Washington? Yeah. So the quarterback wasn't born yet. Yeah, just – yeah. Um, yes, Ginger. Nick Fortez has had a, quite the little run here as he's gotten called up by the Marlins. He's mm-hmm. uh, He's been white hot. Um, Seeing fastballs. Also tells you how little Major League Baseball fans know about the college game at all or anything else because Brian and I were laughing a couple of days ago. They had Somebody had tweeted about Fortez and got this whole string of, wow, can you believe he's hitting? He was this defense first catcher, and it was like, he played first base most of his <laughs> yeah. college career only because of his bat, actually. No, he, he Cooper Johnson called. He was not there for his uh, for his glove. So, Oh, Lord. Uh, all right. The last time Auburn won there, though, I was a beat writer. 99. It was my second year on the Auburn beach, my first year on the Auburn beat in Mobile. I remember that game. Was that like Cole Kubelik and those guys? Yeah. It was Cole Kubelik and Ben Leard and all those guys. That was the year before they went. They got that year. Auburn ended up being a bad football team, but they went down to Baton Rouge. Jerry Denardo was the LSU coach. Auburn beat them. If I if I remember right, this is what drives me insane about my mind. I can remember a game vividly that I covered twenty something years ago, but I can't remember where I put my keys thirty seconds ago. I know. Um, I think Auburn won forty one to seven. It was an absolute blowout. The Auburn players smoked cigars on the field. I remember. After the I game. know. I, I recall that. And I had to get in the car after the game. I drove to Jackson, spent the night, got up the next morning, and drove to Oxford to do a story because Tommy Tuberville was going to play his old team for the first time the next week. Right. And the paper was like, "Go to Oxford and do this big story." So what are you doing? Like walking around the square, talking to people? But there was there was nothing open on the square on Sunday. Yeah. Because back then it was really a ghost town. I mean, yeah, and they, Sunday closed down. Yeah, and, and I needed to get to Auburn as fast as I could. So it wasn't like, hey, hang out for two or three days. So I ended up like walking to the – It was like, I got lucky. Ole Miss lost to Vanderbilt the day before, so the mood was not exactly pleasant. But I kind of walked around on campus and stuff and just found people. And got a few quotes, and once someone gave me a decent quote, and then I went to the Ole Miss Media Day on Monday, left there and drove to Auburn to do the Auburn Media Day Tuesday. It was not a fun week. Not good. And Tuberville's like, where have you been? Because I wasn't at Auburn for the Sunday thing. He asked you where you've been? Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I was in Oxford. And he's like, "Uh, so you're writing a hit piece? I'm like, no, I'm not writing a damn hit piece. (laughs) But he was in a bad mood about that. Because that whole week, like at practice, I was down at practice on Tuesday night. He comes over and what, what were they saying? I'm like, I don't know, man. I talked to like kids on campus. What would they say? They don't like you. I mean, you know, but it's all. He goes, you think we're going to win? I'm like, I, I, they lost to Vanderbilt. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, Ole Miss wins the game. And Tommy was in a horrible mood after that game. And came into the press conference too quickly, made a comment about the Ole Miss fan base, and I wrote a column making fun of it, saying it was just dumb, small, that 
you're at Auburn and you can't let Ole Miss be your big game. It just can't be your big game. You, you're if that's what you're really worried about, you have if, a problem. Yeah, 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 this is and and then his quarterback got hurt in the Ole Miss game, and they went to Tennessee the next week and just got absolutely blitzkrieged by Tennessee and Knoxville, and I think that team went four and seven. But they, yeah. And my punishment for that was I got sent to TCU for a week to do stories for the first Mobile Bowl. See, how do I remember? Hang on, you had to go to Fort Worth to cover a team that was going to come to the bowl game? Yeah, for like a week. I spent like four days in Fort Worth. Holy hell. Yeah. Things that in 2021 wouldn't even cross any radar. No, and then I got sent to um, Tempe to do T. Martin's last college game. (laughs) I was in Tempe for a week. Writing T. Martin. Oh, you went stories. to Wisconsin. I mean, West Virginia for Pat White. I mean, oh yeah, yeah no doubt. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was different world. It was totally. I mean, papers like made money and shit back yeah, then. Newspapers yeah. now would be like, no, 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 no. Is there not a Zoom call you can get on? You know that Ole Miss next week the post games the post game for Ole Miss because Ole Miss is the road team is all Zoom. So like any national, it's going to be really interesting. Let's. Pretend Ole Miss pulls an upset. The national media are going to have to get on Kiffin's Zoom because I don't think there's going to be any in-person allowed. No, that's right. Because they can go to Saban's. Correct. SEC rule is road media is Zoom only. But what about national media there to cover a game? They're going to write about the winner. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Probably go ahead and go to Ben in a minute. Um, knock that out with him, and then we'll come back and look at some games, talk about whatever um, over the course of the show. Um, so that's probably kind of where we are, uh, where we're at. Yeah, but those lines are interesting. It's uh, I thought that our lines were a little more palatable this week um, than than last week, which anything can't be worse. We made fun of Zach last week, and I was one game worse than his week last week. Um, <laughs> By far my worst week over the course of the how many ever years we've been doing Eels pick, but that's okay. It's early in the year. Five back. It's it's, it's got to chip away. It's all good. Um, I thought this week's lines were really difficult. Did you really? Yeah, I was frustrated with. I that. just need I need like a St. Louis Cardinals September, and we're we are golden. We're going to make this happen. I mean, I'm just going to pretend it's, you didn't say that. <laughs> I did love. Every fan base probably wishes they had this one thing of the message board talking about, yeah, I mean, you guys are really hot and all, but, I mean, you have to go through the Dodgers in a one-game wild card. You have to go through the Giants and whatever. And like, oh, yeah, we're fine. It's like, I've never had that much confidence about anything in my entire life. No. As you do about going through the Dodgers and the Giants back-to-back in the playoffs. No. (laughs) Well, it's like at 16, I knew the Cubs would lose to the Giants. (laughs) I knew they would lose to the Dodgers. (laughs) I knew they'd lose to the Indians. And then in game seven, when, when Rajay Davis hit the home run, in that moment, I had to be a dad because yeah, yeah, my son melted down. But I knew it was over. And I knew they'd never, ever go back. So the people that go through fandom positively, going to be good for you. But I, I can't relate. All right, about 25 minutes with Ben. We'll do that in a second. First, talk about community mortgage, Oxford, Memphis, Soto County, and Chattanooga. All underwriting and processing is done in Memphis. So you're getting local underwriting and understand your market. A leader in condo financing, the float down option, and more. You can find Jason at 662-234-2704 or J-L-O-W-E at communitymtg.com. 
We're also brought to you by Walk-Ons. Walk-On Sports Bistro puts everything they've got into bringing you game day with the taste of Louisiana. Dig into their mouth-watering Louisiana cuisine like po'boys, gumbo, voodoo shrimp, plus fan favorites like juicy burgers, fresh salads, quality fresh ingredients you can't help but crave. Um, they create an environment that fosters growth and belonging for all, where the team is bigger than the individual, where they exceed expectations and positively impact every community they serve. Think you have what it takes to bring people together and provide a memorable game day experience? Visit 720 Highland Colony Parkway in Ridgeland to join their team today. Walk on Sports Bistro, more than a restaurant. I'm actually going to be in Ridgeland tomorrow. I actually looked it up because I was going to see if they were open. The, according to the website, they open on Monday. Oh, okay. Just so, missed it. Yeah. So if you're at, down in that area, please do us a favor and make a visit and tell them that you heard about it on um, – the Axe for Exxon podcast. That would be very nice. We would appreciate it. Also brought to you by Grenada Nissan. If you're in the market for a Nissan vehicle, Grenada Nissan's the place to go. They've got a complete selection of new and previously owned Nissan vehicles. Great lease deals as well. It's GrenadaNissanUSA.com. Brought to you by Muddy Water Camo. Enter the promo code Rebel Grove. Get a 35% discount on any products from the site. Free shipping on $100 or more. They've got uh, the Muddy Water Lady Camo Apparel that's out. They've got a lot of new products that are out. They also have those heated uh, vest and jackets, which two weeks ago you'd be like, ah, I can't think about a heated jacket today. You can start to think, yeah, won't be long. MuddyWaterOutdoors.com, promo code RebelGrove, 35% off. Same promo code at DeadSoxy, DeadSoxy.com. You get 25% off your entire order. At uh, Dead Soxy, the best socks you'll ever put on your feet. Some really stylish uh, Mississippi-themed socks there at Dead Soxy. So check those out, deadsoxy.com. Also can go to 7southtailgating.com. Kyle Thornton and the gang will get you ready. Uh, Ole Miss at home in October against Arkansas and LSU. And then three November dates. So whether you're just tailgating for a single game or you're um, – Wanting to book the rest of the season. They've got packages available for you specifically for your tailgating needs. 7southtailgating.com, 662-321-1682. And when you're in the Grove, you want to have that Game Changer patch ready. They're the only two-patch system available in the market today. They've got um, the warm-up patch, which is used before or while you drink. The overtime patch is used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep. The all-natural ingredients will keep you in the game. Ready for the next play? Go to uh, GameChangerPatch.com, enter the promo code REBELGROVE20 at checkout for 25% off your entire purchase. Podcast also brought to you by Visit Oxford, VisitOxfordMS.com. Go to the events page, see everything going on this week and every week. Tunes around town, bus tours returning before the uh, Arkansas game the day before. But in the meantime, again, you can go to uh, all the different tabs there on the site, see where to stay, where to eat, what to do, and more. Visit OxfordMS.com dot com slash events we'll go to ben mintz now on the uh, rafters music and food hotline for in the stream hangout neil and ben talking college football nfl for about the next 25 minutes so here's ben mintz from barstool sports ben mintz barstool sports back from a hooters commercial that he filmed in uh in florida he's back in new york today uh, ben was saying he didn't wasn't sure he'd have the energy that he normally has because you know we all go film Hooters commercials all the time so you know he, he didn't he didn't really know how to gauge uh, energy level after you spend a day or a couple of days filming Hooters commercials so it, it it was funny I'll say this 
like life, this barstool thing never ceases to amaze me. But going to tape a Hooters commercial in Florida, I mean, I, I, this one kind of, I don't even know what to say. But the thing is, is now I'm learning what it's like on set in these commercials. It's kind of a racket. Like I got there, they're like, oh, you got to be here 7.30 a.m. Sure. Just sit around from 7.30 to noon. And they're like, all right, sit here and do this for three minutes. So you like travel six, seven hour round trip flight, sit there for five hours. And I literally did like three to four minutes worth of work. I mean, it's it's too funny. And then also, I mean, I'm getting people laughing because I get messed with for having man boobs sometimes, being a bigger guy. So the joke kind of writes itself with me being in the news But I just, laugh. I just laugh about it, you know. Just, it's just part of the deal. Uh, I think Walker likes having me around, though, because people used to come at him about that. Now they just come at me. So whatever. You deal with it. Being in the public eye, you know, you never know. It doesn't matter how much I run or how much I work out or how much weight I lose. I keep mine. I've had them since I was a little kid. They're just an absolute effing nightmare. I hate them with a passion. But um, between that and baldness, I feel like I just got no breaks at all in the look. Uh, I just think it's all about when you're the public eye. I just laugh at it, man. You know, we're all human. I mean, I can't. I try to exercise. I mean, I try to do what I can, you know. So I I just think it's funny. But the jokes do kind of write themselves sometimes. (laughs) They do. Uh, (laughs) I want to get into some games this week. but I, I want to start with this because it's already the talk here. It's Ole Miss and Alabama next oh. week. <clears throat> Ole Miss at 3-0. and They're 13th in both national polls for whatever polls are worth. And I don't know. It doesn't matter. Um, like Lane Kiffin said on uh, – what's today? Today's – like Lane Kiffin said on Wednesday, um, the only poll in college football that matters is the last one. So, you know, it, it doesn't really matter. But the point is, they're there. Ole Miss is passing the eye test with flying colors. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb here and assume that Alabama beat Southern Miss on Saturday night. Um, it's going to be number one, Alabama, number probably 11 or 12, probably at that point, Ole Miss in Tuscaloosa. What's your guess been on an opening line on that game? I've been thinking about this a lot. So first of all, I comment, how about that effort against Tulane? Cause I had all these Tulane fans talking all this noise to me on Twitter. I mean, Get out of here! Like, I mean, I was I, I was all over that game. I had Ole Miss first half. I had a small fourteen. I moved the line to twenty and a half on Barstool. I mean, I was so sure that I mean, I I didn't know we were going to win sixty one twenty one, but I knew we were going to beat them very very badly. So I felt kind of vindicated by that one. Uh, my early guess on this one: so Bama was up twenty one three on Florida. Florida really fought hard, came back. Really, thing that surprised me the most about that was the way Florida played against them in the trenches. You know, you think about Alabama dominating trenches. Florida's pushing them around, man. Yeah. Um, and that gave me a lot of hope. I'm going to say Bama is still going to be a decent favorite. Like, I'm going to say 12 and a half, 13, maybe. Yeah. I mean, our, our power rankings getting really strong, though, because the way Vegas works, the power rankings, when you blow teams out and your metrics get really strong, like our power ranking is going to be way higher than number 13, by the way, we've been beating people. And so I'm going to say – I'll go Bama about 13, 12 and a half or 13. Yeah, I've been guessing 11 and a half. Okay, so we're in the same ballpark. Yeah, we're in the same ballpark. And I, 11 and a half might be a dash low. You're probably right. 12 and a half, 13, probably where it goes. And I got to tell you, it's a long time between now and then. Um, I, if, I think if you're going to give me 13 points, I'm going to take the dog there. Oh, and, and yeah. Well, the thing, there's a lot of factors where it's easy, like, I try to be impartial, and you've you've always made a career out of this. And I mean, you're not even like you know you're you're not like super diehard Ole Miss like you know student and all that anyway. <laughs> um, but 
Yeah. No, in the least. I mean, that, right. that's part of what makes you really good at what you do. People know you're not giving homer takes. You're going to tell it how it is. And I look at it from a gambling angle. So, like, you know, when you're looking at it from the gambling angle, I mean, yeah, of course I support on this. My favorite team, obviously, everybody knows this. But, you know, I, I don't try to put the homer glasses on it. I try to look at it analytically. But there's lots to like about this. And I think you just look at last year when Ole Miss went up and down the field and scored 48 points on them. Ole Miss isn't going to be afraid of them. They showed last year with a team that was way under man, they could score on them. So you already got confidence on that front. And then your defense is playing way better. Bama – there's like three returning starters on offense. I mean, Reb's got a shot here. Definitely have a shot. You know, we talked about this a lot. It's, I just kind of want to get your thoughts on it because it's um, you, you keep up with it as well as anybody. Um, you know, it's a credit to Saban. It really is. It's a credit that I don't know that we give him enough credit for that here over the last, I don't know, Ben, seven, eight years, every year they lose this stockade of players to the NFL and they just reload, and they just replace them. And you take it for granted that that happens. Like, you lose Mac Jones, who's now starting quarterback for the Patriots. You lose Najee Harris, and you lose uh, Jalen Waddell, and, and uh, Devontae Smith, who won the freaking yeah. Heisman, and you lose Leatherwood and, and uh, the center, uh, Dickerson, and, and, and there's other guys that you you, Never know, you lose those people, and then you lose guys off defense, and you go, okay, well, and the assumption is, uh, yeah, but they're Alabama and they've got these five-star guys that come in and they're just going to replace them and boom, they're going to be ready to go, boom. And then when it doesn't happen, the one year it doesn't happen, you do the media does this hot take thing of, oh, is it over? Is the, is the, is the, is the, is the, is the king dead? And you're like, well, hold up. No, the king's not dead until he's been dead for a little while. And they're still very much alive, but you're right. They do look a little vulnerable. They they look a little for the first time in a long time. Saturday in Gainesville, I watched Alabama and went, boy, they look like a young team. Yeah, especially like the way they dominated early. You know, usually when Bama gets up twenty-one-three, they just you know they just choke you out. They like smash the line of scrimmage and it's over. And Florida dominated that second half. And like also just the way they were able to run the ball and move the ball. And I, I don't know. It definitely gave me a lot of hope. I mean, Alabama's obviously still a tremendous football team, but you're right. There just comes that point. I mean, you just and you're seeing it all over the country this year too. Clemson, Ohio State, Oklahoma, you know, all these teams that have been dominant for so long, you just assume that they're gonna do it forever, but that's not how it works. I mean, they've all lost all American quarterbacks. So yeah, I think it's wide open this year. And I mean, right now the Rebels, I mean, there's a lot that has to go right because we're all really excited for a million reasons and need to be, but Ole depth is still not there on that, like, superpower level. But right now it's early in the year, got a bye week, everybody's healthy. So, I mean, I'm feeling good. What I think could get Ole Miss this year is this run that's about to happen. That's Bama, you know, at Bama, Arkansas, at Tennessee, LSU, at Auburn, Liberty, A&M, eight weeks in a, eight, nine weeks in a row. Those last few games, you know, could be tough because the depth thing. But I think right now you got to feel pretty dang good, man. There's not really much not to love. You're there in New York, media capital of, of North America, maybe the world. How much Matt Corral buzz is there right now? Oh, the, the over uh, on that. I mean, he's two to one to win the Heisman Trophy right now, the Barstool Sportsbook. And then what a matchup this is. You got Corral and Bryce Young, two Heisman favorites. You got the Kiffin Saban crazy dynamic. I mean, this is all of a sudden we're looking up, and this is the biggest football game Ole Miss has played. Long time. I mean, this thing all of a sudden, just the way it broke with Ole Miss getting hot and the, uh, the Kiffin Saban. I mean, this is a freaking, I mean, this. One of the game, 
what top two or three games of the year in the SEC all of a sudden. Yeah, this thing, is a, I mean, this thing is a monster. And also want to mention, uh, talk to Dave Portnoy. We're doing a huge stream for it. It's going to be Dave, me. I think I'm going to be in the middle of the electric chair, they call it, uh, reacting. Uh, it That's going to be next Saturday. And so, uh, man. 10-day countdown. I mean, I'm already, like, kind of nervous, anxious about it. Uh, be on the lookout for – I'm going to write blogs on the 2014 and 2015 wins because I was back in Oxford and went to both of those. And so I feel like we, to get in the spirit of this thing, we need to go ahead and, you know, get this rolling. All right, we're looking for that next week. All right, let's talk about some of the games this week because there are a few really good oh, yeah. in the league. A lot of underdogs. So it was interesting to me this week, Neil. Yeah. Love a lot of underdogs, a lot of them. You know, I went through the board. I always – Tuesday nights, my process is Tuesday night. I take my first big look where I go through everything, kind of write down early lanes. And, man, the underdogs are singing to me this week. So that's going to be – you know, that's the big thing. All right, let's start here. Um, LSU at Mississippi State, 11 a.m. game on ESPN Saturday. Uh, like I said, in, in, in Starville, LSU, according to me – I've got it at LSU minus two and a half. It, it might have that's changed. I got it. That's what I got it at too. And I'll tell you this. What do you think? Obviously, I mean, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to know I'm cheering for LSU in this matchup. Every single gambling trend that I followed closely loves Mississippi State in this game. Loves them. Not even just like that. Like what? Okay. So there are a few I follow. Okay. First of all, Mike Leach teams going back to Texas Tech. I've said it on here every week. I've been right every week. You have your favorite. Run when they're an underdog, jump on it and look at the NC State game. Look at Memphis and Louisiana Tech. So far, you know, it's been exactly that. And this would be state also. This is the one gambling trend I followed for 20 something years. I'm not normally a trends guy. You know, I usually think people overrate that stuff. But when a team loses outright as a road favorite, state was a three and a half point favorite in Memphis, and then they're a home underdog the next week, jump on it. I mean, it's and it makes sense because you, you lose a game, you're supposed to win. You go home, everybody says you suck, it's backs against the wall, great week of practice, everybody together, got to go out and prove it. I mean, it kind of makes sense in theory, but State hits that. Then the other one, the two-and-a-half-point road favorite line is the number one sketchy line there is in the game. Because Vegas puts a line out there where you're like, oh, LSU's a better team than State. All you got to do is win by a field goal if you bet it. I'm telling you that two and when you see road favorite minus two and a half, I see that line and just puts like alarm bells go off every time that specific line. So you're looking at Leach as an underdog, stayed in a bounce back spot, and that sketchy line. And then you factor in 11 a.m. LSU's notorious for playing bad in early games, cowbells. Also, LSU's offensive line looks horrible and state's tough up front. I don't know, man. I'm not going to bet on it because I don't. I can't bet on state. I don't care that much about the money. <laughs> but everything I look at, like state here, and I, I hate, know, that. I, hate I, that. Hate I, that. You know, I watched LSU on Saturday night against Central Michigan because Ole Miss didn't kick off till like two in the morning or something. And and I I watched it and LSU looked really good. And I was like, yeah. And then I've had to remind myself as the week went on that was in Baton Rouge. It was at night. That was Central Michigan. Bad team. Yeah. The, the MAC thing is just – the Sun Belt so much better than the MAC. I mean, even if they played like Troy or whatever, that would have been a lot more. But when you play the directional Michigan, which are the two-star kids that can't get scholarships to like Indiana and Purdue, it, you know, take a grain of salt. So, I don't know. I hope I'm wrong. I mean, I hope LSU comes out and beats the hell out of them. But uh, I just – I don't know. I've got some real concerns on it. Both of my daughters are going to be in Jerry World on Saturday afternoon. Arkansas and Texas A&M uh, renew that rivalry after last year they played the game in, um, in in College Station. I think 
this year it's uh, it's back at Jerry World now that the pandemic is alleviated to some degree. The game's on CBS at 2.30. I've got A&M minus five and a half, and I go back and forth on this. For the longest time, I liked Arkansas in this game, and then I started kind of looking at some stuff, and the more I look at it, the more I, I, I think I'm going Aggies. But what about you? Man, this is one of those games where A&M wins every year in the series by three. I mean, it's like crazy. Arkansas is always the underdog. They always fight really, really hard, and they always lose the end. And I feel like we could see a similar spot here. Uh, the thing is, though, everybody's talking about Arkansas here because of what they did to Texas. But Arkansas manhandled Texas the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. I don't think they can do that to A&M. I think A&M's tough, especially on defense. Arkansas has got a tough time moving the ball. So I'm kind of neutral on the A&M by five and a half. I mean, I feel like Arkansas is a little bit of a public underdog, which always scares me. Like everybody's talking themselves into it, especially with A&M having a backup quarterback. So I'm probably just going to sit this thing out. I think A&M wins like by three to seven. Yeah, I had somebody kind of close to it say 24-20 A&M was sort of what he thought the way it would play out. I I just – a&M's defense is so fast, and they can bring people up. And with against Jefferson, you don't really have to respect the deep balls. So I, I, I think they can overwhelm them with the line of scrimmage. Arkansas has got a couple offensive linemen that are potentially out for the game. I, I, I think I'm going Aggies. The, the problem from a money standpoint is, gosh, Ben, I hate to put much money on Zach Calzada because I had. Oh yeah, no, I, Matt Cap- and laying five and a half too. He could, I, I think it's a sit out and watch a game. Yeah, he could give away fourteen points himself. I mean, you know, because mm-hmm. Arkansas's defense, everyone gets hung up on the offensive part. Their defense is pretty good. Oh, Barry Odom was doing great. I mean, look what he did, does. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, no, no, I agree with you. Uh, I think this is just a sit back game. It, it's just I'm always leery of like really public underdogs and like everybody's on Arkansas this week saying they they're, they're going to win this thing. So I don't know. This this is a tough one to call. I'm gonna sit back on it. I think. A couple other SEC games I want to get your quick thoughts on: Kentucky minus five and a half at South Carolina. South Carolina's getting Doty, that quarterback, back this week, which I think is interesting. You know, I mean, we've seen it because they got us in them games. There with Columbia night atmosphere. I mean, that's going to be a rowdy atmosphere. So, I mean, I feel like Kentucky is definitely the better team, but I'll probably stay away from this one as well, which I know is a huge cop out. But if like, I would rather have Kentucky by twelve at home than Kentucky by five and a half in Columbia in a night game, uh, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, the Bama one, I actually like Southern Miss in the 45 and a half. Bama too. just beat Florida, has Ole Miss, and Saban's like really bad against the spread in the 40-point line game. I mean, they're going to jump up early. He don't care at all about running it up. He's just worried about being healthy for Ole Miss. So, I mean, I, I feel pretty good about the Southern Miss 45, getting the 45 and a half. Give me your thoughts on Tennessee plus 20 at Florida. So yeah, Florida, it's like you always one thing that's a gambling theory is like you bet against the team that played Alabama the week before because you get beat up physically a lot. But man, Tennessee's just—I mean, they're they're horrible. I mean, I didn't think Florida got beat up. No, they didn't. And the other thing is Tennessee. Not just are they bad; they had they lost more transfers than anybody last year. Everybody that was good left, and Pitt went up and down the field on them. Man, I just hate lane twenty, but I mean, I guess if I had to make a pick, it'd be Florida. But I don't, I don't have too strong an opinion on that. I just Tennessee, they're they're horrible. I mean, they're just not good. There's no getting around it. I didn't touch on Missouri minus two and a half at Boston College. You got any thoughts there? 
Well, Jerkovich, the BC quarterback, who had a really good year last year, is out for the year. And so I would have liked BC if he was playing, but I, I know that's a factor. I still wouldn't trust Missouri going that far up there. BC's a well-coached team. That's a sketchy trip. So, I mean, I would say BC or nothing on that one. National game that's of interest, of course. Uh, Notre Dame, Wisconsin, they get together in Chicago at Soldier Field. Yeah, still college football show going up there on uh, 9.30 Saturday morning. That one, so Notre Dame is a six-point underdog. My thing with that is I can't lay six with Wisconsin. The over-under is like 46. When you lay with six with Wisconsin, I mean, they're trying to win 23-14. You know, like I'd rather – there's just not going to be a lot of points. I'm actually leaning Notre Dame in the six because I think Notre Dame can like – decently stop their running game. You know, they're not soft in the trenches, and I think this could be a close game. Uh, not that Notre Dame even looks that great. Jack Cohen, Wisconsin transfer, certainly that's an interesting storyline of this game, but it's just hard for me to lay points with Wisconsin when you you hope they score 24 or 27, you know, and so your your margins are just too small. Yeah, and you got the quarterback angle here. The kid at, at Notre Dame was he was the quarterback at, at Wisconsin. He's going to He's going to want to play out of his mind against his – I think I may end up on Notre Dame in six here. But I could say I just think I just think it's like that's just a lot of points in a low-scoring game. Any thoughts on uh, NFL games this week? Anything have your uh, have your attention? Well, the Saints situation is tough, man. I mean, you just hate to see it, but I, like the amount of injuries they've already had, and then like what happened in Carolina. I mean, God bless. That was just rough, man. James Winston's done for two hundred fifty-nine yards in two weeks. O-line's reshuffled because McCoy getting hurt. I mean, you basically don't have an NFL receiver on the roster right now. Um, this is, you know, defense, Quan Alexander, Davenport out. Hopefully Lattimore and uh, Chauncey Garner-Johnson will be back. But, I mean, you never know what's going to happen. But I have a hard time seeing the Saints winning in Fox Pro this weekend with all that stuff going on. Um, some other ones I'm looking at in the NFL early. Uh, I like Minnesota plus two as a home dog against Seattle. They're 0-2. Vikings have a great home field advantage, too. they got to win this game, and they should have won last week. That kicker screwed them with that 37-yarder. He missed to lose by one in Arizona. Uh, I think Cincinnati's actually going to compete with Pittsburgh. They're getting four, three and a half. Big Ben may or may not play. It's going to be a physical low-scoring game. That Steelers offensive line is a, I mean, tire fire right now. And so with that, I think that's going to be a close game uh, and a battle. The Las Vegas Miami line looks really suckery. You look how Vegas has looked so far: two and zero, beat the Ravens, win at Pittsburgh, and now I'm seeing it at three and a half at home against the Miami team with two out. That should be six. And so, like, whenever I see a line look lower, like I feel like the public, everybody's gonna be on Vegas. That one looks really weird to me. That's an alarm bell trap one. Uh, biggest game: Bucks at Rams. Bucks by one and a half. Opened at Rams by one and a half. Now it's moved three points. Instinct, sort of like the home underdog here a little bit. Um, hard to go against Tom Brady, but I think I like the one that happened in the one Sunday night. I like San Francisco against Green Bay. Niners are three-and-a-half-point favorite at home. These teams have played a lot the last few years, and San Fran has just murdered them at the line of scrimmage. Both sides of the ball. D-line dominates. O-line dominates. We all remember the NFC Championship game where Garoppolo threw like 12 passes. Uh, I just think it's a bad matchup for Green Bay, and San Fran uh, should handle them. Uh, so I'm kind of strong on that one. All right. Uh, really appreciate all of that. I know that a lot of people have been asking me to get some NFL picks from you, so I was glad to do that. Um, College, I want to mention Clemson and NC State real quick. That one, this Clemson, did you see the Georgia 14 points against the Ramblin' Wreck? I, like, DJ, I, I don't understand. Like, Clemson, as good as they've been, 
They don't have an O-line. They got like one receiver. They lost Etienne. DJ Uangalele, who I had huge hopes on. He's not very mobile. I don't know, man. It looks rough. And NC State, people aren't maybe smelling this enough because of what happened in Starkville, but I still think they're good. I think they just got hit in a tough spot with the Cowbell road game, Leech underdog, all that stuff. We were on that. I like NC State in the points here. This is not going to be a high-scoring game. NC State fights Clemson a lot. I don't know how you can lay 10 with Clemson right now. With the, I mean, they can't move the ball. So I think NC State, is uh, that's a, it's a huge game for them. The crowd's going to be super rowdy. I'm looking at that one. Um, let me see if there's any other ones. I said so and miss. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much that's pretty much most of them uh, that I've got. Uh, shout out to Tulane finally getting back to New Orleans. They're hosting. Oh, yeah. They've been on the road for a month. I'm happy for them. Absolutely. Uh, I'm just happy for them with everything they've gone through. Yeah, I hope they have a big night against UAB. And nothing against UAB. I just can't. those Tulane kids sort of deserve a good night. Oh in yeah. New Orleans. yeah. They, they do. And then uh, also last one. I like SMU plus. Uh, I'm seeing it at nine right now at TCU. Should have been on our old God. Did you see that Louisiana Tech? I did. I did. <laughs> they should be 3-0 in top 25. I know. Wins over state SMU. I got over four wins on this year. If I don't hit that win total, I put three in, so I'm gonna lose my mind. Um, but that poor team, but I should have been on tech last week. I forgot SMU TCU was this week. That was a perfect look at spot. So if they if they bomb, I kind of wonder whether they start to think about moving on. And if they do, that is a great group of five under. Underdog, nobody talks about it. Job. Yeah, I don't think they can move. I think Holt's good. He just doesn't know how to win big game. I mean, you know, they're they compete every year. I don't yeah. know. I, it's, I don't, it's, I don't it's, think they just. I don't think they let go of it yet. But man, it just they like they had state beat, had SMU beat. You got to win those games at Louisiana. Hell, that that hell, Mary. I mean, I just feel bad. I mean, I I don't know. I just feel bad for everybody associated with that one. And I love how people are like, oh, yeah, that was planned. Like, it wasn't planned. The ball just took a crazy carom and you were there. There's some kind of, like, middle thing, though. And Ole Miss has had problems with this, too, for years. It's like you can, like, compete as an underdog, and when it comes time to close the game, you just can't do it. And I don't know if it's, like, a fan thing or a player thing or a culture thing. But it's a, it's a real thing. I mean, I, I don't know. It's in uh, Louisiana Tech. They suffer from it more than most. I mean, that was – that was a tough one, but it's. I'm gonna end, end up being wrong here. I don't think under Lane Kiffin, Ole Miss is gonna have that deal. I, they, they they've begun to adopt his personality, and um, they're pretty calm and cool. Like this week, just kind of an air of you know we had players Tuesday and Wednesday. Just kind of a quiet confidence. Just kind of not arrogant. I mean, Jerry and Ely was, you know, I mean. People try to make more of the quote than it was. The, the quote was just kind of simply, look, I think we're really good, and the only people that can beat us is us. What, what is he supposed to say? I mean, if a guy goes, oh, I don't know, you know, we're just going to go out there and put our pants on one leg at a time and hope that we get a shot. I mean, I, we, I, no, I'd rather I'd rather have a guy that goes, we're going over there to win the game. I mean, that's what we're, oh, yeah. that's what we're here for, you know. I mean, that's, you know, it's one thing when the UT Martin coach is a 70-point underdog and he goes, we're going over there to win the game. You're like, shut up. But it's another thing. SEC, you're, you're 13th in the country. Yeah, you, you ought to go with the attitude of nobody can beat us. Yeah, and I just think I, I come back to what I said earlier. Just the fact that Ole Miss was able to go up and down the field last year, I just feel like there's a confidence there. Not just is it like you're playing Alabama mentally, but like Kiffin's not afraid of them, Corral's not afraid of them, and that's going to permeate the whole team. And I think that that's a big part of it. I agree. I think it's going to be a fascinating game. Look forward to talking to you next week. We'll do. Uh, we'll visit for the MPW Digital 
pregame show for Ole Miss and Alabama. Until then, Ben, have a great weekend. Yeah. Get a little rest tonight. Oh, yeah. Thank you for having me on. I'm looking forward to uh, – I'm going to blog and watch LSU-Mississippi State like it's the Ole Miss game. And so be on the lookout for that. And uh, already pumped, man. Ten days. That Oh, gosh, the stream. Dave, Dave Portnoy and me on the Ole Miss-Bama stream. I mean, and that's a year anniversary of the Kentucky video is Ole Miss-Bama. Oh, how about that? I believe in science from the universe, man. I, I believe. I believe. But there's a lot of people watching this that are hoping it's karma, my man. So um, appreciate the time. Again, have a great weekend. Talk to you soon. Sounds good. Afternoon. He'll be back on the MPW Digital pregame show about this time next week for uh, Ole Miss in Alabama and Tuscaloosa, which should be uh, pretty interesting. This uh, podcast also brought to you by Automation Control Systems, LLC, owned and operated by Clay McNutt, Baldwin, Mississippi. It's a complete electrical control system solution provider and a Rockwell automation recognized uh, integrator. ACS has a full-time dedicated emergency service and troubleshooting staff and a UL508A panel shop. They can custom tailor software packages, custom design, electrical control panel solutions, and much more. It's ACSLLCMS.com or call 662 601-4381. 601-4381. Pinpoint Commercial Real Estate is based out of Jackson, Mississippi. They service the entire state in all commercial asset classes, such as uh, retail, <coughs> excuse me, oops, office, industrial, and land. They're Ole Miss grads. They pride themselves on hard work and maximizing value for their commercial clients. This week's property spotlights on the Medical Parkway in Flowood, Mississippi, consist of 94 acres situated around the newly opened Sheraton Hotel and Conference Center and the newly renovated The Refuge Golf Course. To uh, learn more about one of the most vibrant submarkets in Mississippi and how you might be able to fit into it, call Sam and BB 601-586-3220. Blue Delta Jeans makes the best fitting, most comfortable jeans in the world because they're uniquely made for you and only you. Raw denim jeans, custom fit and hand-tailored in Tupelo, Mississippi. One size fits one at BlueDeltaJeans.com. Go to BlueDeltaJeans.com, go to the virtual tailor. You can be measured and design your newest jeans in just a couple of minutes. And uh, use the promo code REBELGROVE at checkout. You get 10% off your order. It's a great time of year to get a pair of Blue Delta's Cotton Genos in the works, so don't miss out. Podcast is brought to you by <clears throat> sorry, Northeast Spark, N-E-S-P-A-R-C. You got the Ignite package, the 100 Mbps, or the Blaze, the 1 gig that powers the Clark Ford Studio. I've got it at home as well. Your hometown team bringing you world-class broadband. That's nespark.com, 662-238-3159. Phone services available, portal controls, network security, a wireless mesh extender if necessary, although it probably will not be, and much more. Call the office for details. Find out if Spark is available for you, 662-238-3159. Podcast also brought to you by Nix Tan and Associates, nixtanoxford.com for all your real estate needs on the buy side or the sell side. Give them a call at 662-281-1200. You can tr- click the link in my signature on the message board, rebelgrove.com, or the 321 content item that they sponsor every single week during football season. So um, if you're looking for a home here in Oxford, I've used them multiple times. Give them a chance as well. That's Nix Tan and Associates, 662-281-1200. Thanks to Ben for... Uh, that time there on the show, we'll look at some of the uh, the games that you guys just uh, looked at as well. We're all the same on some. We've got them kind of moving around a little bit. What's going on with uh, with picks for this week? Again, that's at uh, 
the front right now brought to you by service specialist there on the uh, on the site that's a new record for longest caption there on the uh, South Carolina-Georgia game. Got a full conversation <laughs> between Shane Beamer and Kirby Smart. You can hey, find look, it at rebelgrove.com. Look, there's just a lot there. And sometimes we, with our sources, we find out what was said. We want to bring that to you because it's a hard-hitting news piece. It's a very serious piece of content. Needed a lot of context. Uh, look, Georgia minus 34 at Vanderbilt, 11 a.m. SEC Network. Vanderbilt could very well cover this line, but if I lose, I'll be in a better mood picking Georgia than yes. if I pick Vanderbilt and yes. lose and go, I'm an idiot. Yes. That's that's basically what I'm doing here. Is for my sanity, it makes more sense to pick Georgia to cover the football It's a game. real simple conversation in your mind. You say, can Georgia win by more than 34? Yes. Can Vanderbilt score? I don't know. Can Vanderbilt stop them? I don't know. Then why the hell am I betting on Vanderbilt? And they go, well, that's a lot of points. Yeah, but they lose by a lot of points all the damn time. Yeah. And so you've got the other thing that you have to think about in games like this is that when Georgia goes to their backups, those cats are like, and we get hey, this is my chance. And those cats would be the starters at Vanderbilt. Well, and, yeah, I mean, look, I, if Vanderbilt scores into the double digits at all, I'll be kind of impressed. Yeah. I expect single digits from the Vanderbilt side of things. And if they get into like 14, 17 points, they're going to cover the line. They are. But but I, that, that's just an L I'm willing to take. Yeah. Missouri minus two and a half at Boston College, ESPN2 for this 11 a.m. kick. Boston College is on its backup quarterback. I think Missouri can score some points. I think we all have. Uh, no, we don't. Zach is different. Um, Zach has Boston College winning pretty handedly. The other three of us have Missouri winning this football game. I love Zach, but once I saw that, I felt better about it. I was like, you know what? I'm right. I got Missouri. I'm on the right side of this. 1-0. Oh, moving on. All right. Good. Here we go. Uh, look, Boston College is not overly dynamic offensively anyway. No. And then you take the quarterback away as well. That feels – And Missouri's okay. They're fine. They're, they are. They're fine. Fixa, you call Kentucky fine. No, they're Missouri little... is fine. So, Kentucky – if Missouri is Chili's right now, Kentucky's kind of – TGI Fridays, or you're not ready to go out back, almost, almost out back. Yeah, maybe like Longhorn Steakhouse, where a poorly run out back, <laughs> where it's typically pretty good, but occasionally you go, yeah, the blooming onions raw. Oh, <laughs> a well run Longhorn Steakhouse. What you have to do when you, because Carson and I went to... Longhorn has the rolls and the peanuts on the floor, right? Yeah, That's yeah. there too, like thing. You just have to stay in the lane and not pay attention to the other patrons. Oh, you're just in your own little world. Got to get in your own world. I'm here for this purpose. I'm, I'm going to get a draft beer. I'm going to keep this simple. And some kind of steak cooked medium. Yeah, and I'm going to get a steak, and I'm just going to order it medium, and it's going to be sustenance. I still think at those kind of places, you order it medium rare, and it comes out medium. Well, that's what I do. I, I think at nice restaurants, you can order correct or and be very good. It might even go a little worse if you're if you're – a little weird about raw whereas at any kind of chain i feel like you have to go one less than you actually want because they're going to leave it on there a little i think longer. they're so worried about the normal person not wanting a, a bloody steak yeah. that if i want medium rare i almost say rare medium rare is medium i and think see, you're my, one off my at fear a, at, at one of those places is if i order it rare they're, they're not, so scared they barely cook it they're not even going to cook it then they bring the cow right to the table, and it's just. 
But I'd rather have rare than it's Logan's. That Logan's has the peanuts on the floor. We're being corrected. Longhorn doesn't have peanuts on the I'm floor. I'm not sure. I don't remember. I don't remember I thought, peanuts. But typically, that's kind of a roadhouse thing, anyway, right? Yeah. Okay. Now, look, chain restaurants absolutely have their place. I'm just telling you how to order at them. Yeah. There's there's a method here. That's it. Yeah. No, I'm not. They, they don't order the fish and have, cook steaks one thing less. That's it. Yes, they absolutely have their place. Otherwise, they wouldn't all survive the way they look, do. Look, when you're by yourself, out back at the bar is one of your best options. There's no question there's about it. There's games on TV. You get a pretty good beer selection. It's all right. You're cool. Oh, th- listen, there's nothing in the world wrong with out back by yourself sitting at the bar in some strange town. In, uh, in fact... <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's the second best thing as opposed a, to sitting at a really nice steakhouse by yourself at the bar in a really strange which town. is fantastic. It's maybe my favorite thing on earth. Yes, I'll be honest. Like that, how you gonna order yet a little bit? Just just yeah. bring me a Sazerac and I'll chill. What do I miss about traveling? That yeah, that's it. Yeah, I've been literally giddy on the road before about hey, that's my steakhouse tonight. I'm gonna go and I'm gonna oh, sit yeah. at the bar and I've walked into a a really nice restaurant. Walked to the bar and gotten the corner seat near the TV and thought, God, this is my day. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is. I'm here day. for two and a half hours. We're just Can I get you around. a cocktail? Absolutely. I'm in no hurry. <laughs> Would you like a menu at some point? Yeah, sure. Don't, shrimp, shrimp cocktail? Sure. Don't worry yeah, about yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to order. I'll tip you well. <laughs> just. Could you turn that TV right there? Just yeah. when you get around to it. Yeah. Um, to whatever. Yeah. I'm, Game on, cool. Yeah. yeah, fine. Five minutes later, I'm like, "Hey, thanks, man. Appreciate this. Yeah, the Sazerac is fantastic. Yeah. No, it's 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 if you if you don't do it, try it. Trust me, you'll uh, you'll be more than happy that you uh, that you did. Yeah, because I'll have people go, "Oh, that's I, I couldn't do that. I'm like, you are no, missing great. out. Oh, that's awesome. Because it's quiet. Nobody uh-huh. bothers you. You're it's all good. No yeah. one knows you. What difference does it make if the uh, if because in the real world, no one's actually thinking about you because they're not paying any attention to the guy sitting by himself at the bar. But the people that are like, well, everyone in here thinks I'm a, a loser. But none of them know you. You don't know them. So what dif- you'll never see them again. So what difference does it make? No. 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 I actually miss that. My options in downtown Houston were so good for that a few years ago when I was at Minute Maid for yeah. that, that baseball tournament. As you were like, well, I got that steak out. That steakhouse and that steakhouse. Oh yeah, house. and if you're there it's for like, three or four nights, you're yeah. like, I'm just gonna. And then I'll you rotate. Then you battle the deal of, but it was so good th- here last night. And that dude knows me. I go. Back shouldn't and, I yeah, just go yeah, back? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Which ends up being the answer. You end up going back, and that's how. That's how it works. Do you get your big Big Ten feel out of number twelve Notre Dame plus five and a half at Wisconsin at Soldier Field on Saturday? Does, does Notre Dame? It's Big Tenish. Give you your Big Ten. Yeah, at Soldier Field, that's pretty. Big Tenish, okay. It'd be more Big Ten if it was Iowa playing Wisconsin at Soldier Field. Yeah, there, listen, there, there are a few things more fun. Honest to God, speaking of, yeah, being in Chicago by yourself on an October day and uh, on a Saturday, and going and finding like the Iowa bar or the Purdue bar or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, for me, it's actually true entertainment. Yeah, because you get a feel for the different fan bases. Um. I have Wisconsin covering the game. You have, oh, sorry, we have Wisconsin winning the game. You have Wisconsin winning the game. Neither of us have them covering. However, five and a half felt kind of big in a low-scoring game. And yeah. in this one, um, Jeffrey has Wisconsin winning and covering, and then Zach has Notre Dame winning outright. So that is the. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> so Jeffrey got one. <laughs> <laughs> That's where we are. Here. 
Um, <laughs> let's see. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Wisconsin's good. I mean, the Penn State game looks a little better, even though they didn't win it. I mean, they're they're fine. Wisconsin's, no, Wisconsin's good. a good team. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they're a little boring, but they're good. They are. They're abs. They're they're vanilla. Yeah, but good they're, vanilla. They're a good vanilla. Yeah, yeah for sure. LSU minus two and a half at Mississippi State, eleven a.m. ESPN. We've been talking about I this game for two all, and a half weeks. I went back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. I have LSU forth. winning and covering, but I have no freaking idea. I I, I don't know. It was, it was this is my mark off if I could throw one out for the week. So here's where I came down. State's going to be up for this, whether whether people like to admit this or not. They got screwed. Sure. Last week, you got to think they've been pretty focused. LSU lost one of their team leaders to injury. I like Mississippi State's chances of answering the alarm bell early than I do LSU's. LSU does not do well a lot of times in 11 a.m. road games. Remember Missouri last year? I mean, they got just absolutely skull-drugged. I just kind of have a feeling State answers the bell. Although I, I read your thing, and there's a part of that resonated with me too. Sometimes you want the train wreck so bad that you're trying to will the train off the track. Because if LSU loses this game, we're straight into just oh, cavernous train wreck yes, mode no, at this point. Yeah, just the gates of hell yeah, open the, up. I don't feel like we're going to have – because look, we get Ole Miss, Alabama, and a state win over LSU in the LSU train wreck next week. Like At some point, you can't have everything, so it feels like LSU wins a football game. Yeah. Because Southern Miss is not beating Alabama on Saturday. No. So we got that. We're all good. Yeah. We, we, we've got the week the week that was. I mean, the only thing that potentially changes that game is, I mean, knock on wood, God forbid, doing anything happened. Bryce Young gets hurt or something is the only thing that changes what that game looks like next week. Right. So, um, Texas A&M, the other one on Saturday. I mean, the night games, frankly, are kind of boring. I have very little interest in anything at night. But the, t- the two earlier in the day, very good. Number seven, A&M, five and a half. At, or sorry, versus number 16, Arkansas, in Arlington, 230 CBS. Yeah, there won't be a home field here. It'll be, there'll be tons of fans of both teams. Mm-hmm. They'll have a big crowd. I've got A&M winning. I just think that I, – I, I believe in Arkansas even to a certain point. It's yeah. not even really an anti-Arkansas thing. It's just I don't know that they can play that level of game week in, week out, where they kind of have – an emotional clunker a little something just it just there's there's a feel to this where Arkansas has definitely gotten better run game does travel better than some other things sure. but at the same time it, it feels like at some point they have a bit of a regression for a week I don't even think it's that I just think this is a bad matchup for them offensively because if they can't run what can they do well and A&M's defense is so fast and so if you get pressure on Jefferson. Does he make mistakes? I said this with Ben just then, so I'm being repetitive. The one thing that lent me pause, I ultimately took A&M and laid the points. Yeah. The one thing that worries me about that from a betting standpoint is Calzada is not good either. No. And so you do the whole, well, Jefferson could cost you points. Yep. And Calzada could cost you points on the flip side because Arkansas is pretty good defensively. Odom's a really good coordinator. They're going to throw looks at him that he's not seen before. And if they can't get the run established, and Arkansas has been pretty good against the run. I don't have the numbers in front of me. If they can't get the run established, this thing gets weird, and it becomes, like Jeffrey said, a rock fight. And a rock fight in the fourth quarter, it kind of depends on who happens to pick up the right rock. Yeah, because, I mean, and George Orwell mentions it here. I mean, there's a point where – I'm sorry, BWL – 
Um, Arkansas is in a bit of a critical spot. I mean, now they have a they, they've already got their Texas win, so they're in good shape for that six or seven. But just yeah. staying in this season a little bit, A and M, Georgia, Ole Miss, and Auburn the next four for the uh, for the Razorbacks moving forward. I mean, so, breaking the SEC is really hard. Yeah, a lot of stuff going on there. But you know, by beating Texas, they've created a situation where if they could go one and three in this stretch, they're fine. Yeah, I mean, they're just trying to get to seven. Yeah, nobody there is like, hey, this is the year we go to Atlanta. No, no, no. nobody's doing that. So they've, they're have they in free shot territory. For a while. Yeah, I mean, look, I, you know, they, they present matchup problems for other teams. I don't, I don't know that they can win one of the next four games, but they always play A&M well. Two years ago, Arkansas was an abysmally bad team. And it was a – And they were yeah. – they had the ball in the fourth quarter with the chance to win it. Yeah. That was Chad Morris. Mm-hmm. That was his last stand. But <laughs> sure. but regardless, they're going to go play that game. Those kids will be up. They've got a couple offensive line issues. Stromberg's hurt. Yeah, he's a really good player. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I think A&M wins here. You know, you mentioned you had Auburn's mascot being highlighted, highlighted as the picture for the Auburn-Georgia uh, State game. The mascot looks sad. He does look sad. And he know. doesn't always look sad. No, sometimes he looks like giddy happy. He looks sad there. It's amazing. Is it head angles? I don't know. I, I sat and looked at it for the longest time, but how'd they pull that off? What's he wearing? Is he wearing that Snuggie? What's he wearing? Looks like he was wearing some sort of a sweater. Oh, is it a sweater? Doesn't the Auburn Tiger have a Snuggie? Am I dreaming? Yeah, no. He they, has a Snuggie, That right? mascot's one of the best mascots ever. You, you have the best and the worst ability to put a Tiger in a mascot is Auburn and Clemson. Clemson yeah. looked like they bought their mascot at a dollar store down the street. I mean, bought it it's from a high awful. school that was trading it in. Yeah. Like the high school went, hey, we need a better mascot. And Clemson took it. He's like small and stringy. And it, yeah, it's, no. Albie's terrific. I mean, in terms of. Because they don't make Albie try to be like this ferocious tiger. No, he's like a cartoon tiger. Yeah, he's Calvin and Hobbes. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it's just. I mean, he walks around, swings his tail, and he's kind of. He's kind of goofy. Kind of goofy, time. yeah. His mascot. Be goofy. That's the point. Apologies for the athletic shark. Um, look, Auburn. It's not hard. Why is it so hard to get it well, right? They wanted him to dunk. That's what Michael said. They wanted him to dunk. It's just so. So they got one that could dunk. But how many kids on campus can dunk? Very few. Yeah. Rumble, those... Rumble is a professional. Yeah, Rumble is a Rumble is the the Oklahoma City Thunder mascot, and yeah. he is three professional. Athletes inside yeah. of a mascot. Yeah. Uh, look, Auburn beats the hell out of bad teams. Georgia State's a bad team. I'm going to lay the 27 and feel pretty good about it on Saturday. That, that yeah, Auburn I'm, will run the score up and find a way to win that. Uh, that's that another one where I'm not going to get cute. I'll feels, lay my 27, and if they don't do it, then they just don't. We do can it. talk about it after it's over and, and go, whatever. Well, they had a hangover after Penn State, and we'll have that conversation. But I don't. I don't think that's the uh, the case. Uh, I quickly tell you about Johnston Hill Creamery, johnstonhillcreamery.com. You can go to the website, see the current menu, see what they came to be, and they are right there off Molly Bar in Oxford. Remember, when Ole Miss returns home to play Arkansas here in a few weeks, you can get the catering and tailgate menu that delivers straight to your spot in the Grove. Just order what you'd like, 24 hours notice, by calling 662-419-9201 or email cheese at johnstonhillcreamery.com. Everything from traditional cheese trays to charcuterie trays, to uh, plenty of desserts, including the cannolis, the uh, cheesecake dip, the cherry butterbilt can pies, and much more. 
So to find out all the different accompaniments and the cheese and meats available to you, again, 662-401-9201 right there off Molly Bar in Oxford. We're also brought to you by Lamons Fine Jewelry, Lamons 1126 North Lamar Boulevard in Oxford. About 75 years of providing just fantastic jewelry service in Oxford. It's the gold standard in fine jewelry. LamonsFineJewelry.com or 662-234-2777. We'll have hand-raised guys tonight. It's brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating. Different names, same great products and services. If you live in Oxford, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call Comer at 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, or the surrounding area, call 662-429-4429. We'll have a soft verbal. I don't know if it's today. It might be tomorrow. Don't hold me to it, but at some point here soon. Uh, it's brought to you by the College Corner. It's one-stop Rebel Shop. Two locations in the Jackson area in Ridgeland. It's next to Fleet Feet and Flowood. It's next to Half Shell. If you don't live in Jackson, it's not a problem. Go to collegecornerstore.com. Plus, you can find them on Facebook and Instagram. We'll have a mind of my money at some point in the next day or so. Working through Martin's schedule. It's brought to you by uh, Pinnacle. MyPinWealth.com, M-Y-P-I-N-N Wealth.com. Also brought to you by John Edwards, Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. It's part of Virtuoso, which is a worldwide network of travel partners that allows John to supply his clients with added values, unique benefits simply not available to other travelers. Get in touch with him. Give him some parameters and a budget. He'll give you a ton of options. 901-494-3387 or Edwards at RegencyTravel.net. Also brought to you by Service Specialists. They sponsor Neil's Picks with offices in Oxford, Canton, uh, Ridgeland, and Jackson. They've been connecting candidates and employers since 1967. It's the oldest staffing company in Mississippi. If you're looking to hire quality talent for your company, Service Specialists has names and resumes ready for your perusal. If you're thinking about looking for a new job or you're looking to relocate to Mississippi but you have confidentiality concerns, call Service Specialists. No referral fees for those Searching for a job, either you've got nothing to lose, so call them at 662-832-5138 or go to servicespecialistltd.com. Uh, let's see, after Auburn, yeah, you, y'all, you guys are right. Penn State's mascot is atrocious. It actually might be the worst in the country. Now, How do you I, screw up a lion? Have you seen theirs? I, I, I know it's awful, but Why? A one A high school would be embarrassed by Penn State's mascot. I just don't, it doesn't even look like a lion. If you show it to me, go, hey, what 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 is that? You'd never come up with lion. What is a nittany anyway? I thought it was a color. Is it actually a type of lion? Is nittany a color of blue, a shade of blue? For some reason, I thought that. Right. I I, I don't know. That's why I'm asking you. Or maybe it's nittany blue because of. I don't know. Oh, it's after Mount Nittany. Oh, there you go. I had no clue. Oh, I wouldn't have known that if you. It's an eastern mountain lion, is what it technically is. Hmm. The mascot was the location of Penn State senior H.D. Mason, whatever. Yeah. Uh, an eastern mountain lion. I mean, I get how it's basically a cougar. I get how. I get how the mascot is a cartoon character of it, but it's. I mean, it's it it's it's nowhere close. It it. It's awful. Yeah, just get a big lion with this like is dumb. a mane and stuff and let him walk around and smile at little kids. Yeah, I, I don't understand the overthinking. You're trying to sell things is what you're doing. So there's an, I just sent it to you. There's an Eastern Cougar. And then, so that's the actual animal, okay? 
You got that? Yeah. That, that and that is more like a mountain lion than it is a lion lion. Yeah, it's a mountain lion. That's what that, that that's what it is. And then here is their mountain. That would be scary to run into that some bitch in the Oh yeah, no thanks. I'm good. Yeah. He wins. Wherever he is, it's all good. And then that's the Penn State mascot. It looks like Scooby Doo. <laughs> if I said what is that? How far down the list where you go, Oh, that's a mountain lion. See, I would I would first guess that's a dog. You would guess short eared dog first. Yeah. That just has like a ferocious mouth for some reason. That has like some crazy ass fangs, yep. Like if you said, is that the it, I mean seriously, does it really look like either no? But if you said, is that the is is that the mascot for a team that it's the Lions, or is that the mascot at Butler? You would say Butler. Yes, for sure. Yeah, it's a cougar. Use BYU's. Whatever they what I don't even know what BYU's mascot looks like, but whatever it does, use that one. I guarantee it's better. Ginger wants someone to get creative with the cougar mascot. Once. You 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 could You could. You could get off the rails right there. Yeah. Might not pass hand raised guys at the school, but yeah. Tennessee plus twenty at number eleven, Florida, six PM ESPN. I just I don't believe in Tennessee, but I don't know that Florida has some terrific offense. Um, It is week after Alabama. I think there could be some emotional letdown a little bit. Tennessee is going to at least treat this like a Super Bowl for eight minutes. Um, I know Mark would predict Florida to win by 47. Um, I picked Florida to cover because I think Florida walked off the field having kind of, quote, won, end quote, the game. Sure. And I don't think there's too many moral victories that you get at Florida, but I think they had one that day. Yeah, it's just a lot of points. 38 to 20 or something would not blow me out at all where Tennessee sneaks in from a coverage standpoint. It's a little worrisome that Tennessee runs so many plays because they're not very good at it. And when you get off the field that much, you're just giving Florida chances and chances and chances and chances yeah. and chances. And they can get you blown out quickly. Um, that's a that's a bit of a problem. You picked a great photo for uh, Mark Stoops because I've been staring at it, and I don't know what the best move he should do to See? fix his hair problem. See? Because you're right, he's too heavy to shave it. He will look awful. Yeah. But at that, the same time, that's terrible. Yeah. So what's I get why he wears a hat all the time. What should he do? You know, it's socially acceptable to wear a dress hat. I almost feel like he needs to wear like dress hats everywhere he goes. Because there's nothing he can do about his hair unless he gets hair plugs. Because he's too big to wear the tie. So he's got to go. Yeah. I mean, the answer is he needs to drop some pounds. Okay, but that's not. The but if he's not going to do that, the hair, the hair's just not a good look like Bad. that. But if he shaves it, he looks like a giant bowling ball. He does. And looks less professional, honestly. Yeah. Because of yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a. It's but he a, needs to cut it shorter than yeah. that. Well, yeah, he he's got the bozo thing going. It's kind of everywhere. He's still trying to save it up top a little bit. Um, Kentucky minus five and a half at South Carolina, 6 p.m. ESPN. Kentucky's not great, but South Carolina's bad, so I'll take the not great team against the bad team and see where it takes me. Um, Corey wants to know what the hell a dress hat is. You're, you're referring to like a, a – I mean, not a fedora, but something yeah, – like Tom things Landry along hat. those – Yeah, hats yeah. That, you can, that you can put with suits and things, and it's socially acceptable that you don't have to take off because yeah. you're dressed up. Yeah, plenty of options there. Not like some wide brim Houston nut hat, but yeah. But he's in Kentucky. They wear derby hats, right? I mean, yeah, look, you got to have a certain whatever to pull it off. But I mean, we're 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 choosing the best of bad situations here, so it kind of yeah. is what it is. I mean, 
Yeah, whatever. I mean, I don't think a newsboy cap would look right on Stoops because of his heaviness, but yeah, things along that. Look, way. overweight bald is a Just call really... Wright Thompson, borrow some of his hats, and move on with That's your day. a thought. Overweight and bald's bad combination. It is hard It is hard to work around that. No one is picking Carolina to cover in this football game. Everyone is picking Kentucky. Southern Miss plus 45 at number one Alabama. If we'd even let it sit for another day, we'd have gotten 45 and a half or 46. <laughs> 630 SEC Network. I, by principle, I don't lay 45 points. That's all I got. How much respect for him would you have if he showed up in a like a Abe Lincoln top hat? I mean, I would be like, dude. Oh, at that point, sure. I'm yeah, I'm, 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 whatever. I'm, I'm buying Kentucky gear. Like one of those three moment. feet tall. Yeah, absolutely. Where he's like, all right, you know what? The hell with all of you. The hell with all of you. Here we go. I'm totally in. Uh, look, Jeffrey points out Alabama's one in five against the spread when favored by 38 points or more in the last five years. And they're just four and four and 13 against the spread when favored by 42 and a half or more. Nick tries not to run these games up. Yeah, he's, it's 45. He is not going to want to embarrass Will Hall. And there's no reason to put any emotional emphasis on this game whatsoever. No. Everybody knows Ole Miss is next week. Just chill. Who's Alabama got next few weeks? It's uh, I don't know. Oh, it's Ole Miss, Texas A and M, back to back. Because Arkansas game times are weird for next week. Because I was trying to figure out, and there's three games that are really competitive right there with with the eleven, the two thirty, and the night game. Alabama, A and M, Ole Miss, and Arkansas, and Georgia Auburn are all next week. Yeah. And where do you where do you put what? Um, we're going outside the league for our final game, West Virginia plus 16 and a half. Ole Miss Arkansas has 11 a.m. written all I think it's the ESPN over. right out of game day. I game. do too. But it's... the only thing that stops me a little bit is Arkansas is already in that game this week. I don't think it matters. Probably doesn't, but that's my only even whatever. Thing. Yeah, because I'm just – so Alabama-Texas a and is the 230 game. Probably. I think it's already set. Oh, is it really? I think so. Okay. Um. So one's the 11 and one's the night game. And you got Auburn-Georgia. That's night. Yeah, I'm, I'm just the only reason I think it could go night on Ole Miss and Arkansas. What if both teams they, they could six day and wait on this to see if Arkansas did something weird? That's true. But I'm just telling you. But I you, think it's eleven. If two. you made me bet, I'd bet on eleven a.m. Yeah, West Virginia plus sixteen and a half at number four Oklahoma six thirty ABC. Neil has Oklahoma running away with it. I've got Oklahoma covering as well. I just think if Spencer Rattler is going to have any type of year. This is the kind of game he blows out a little bit. West Virginia, definitely not the same team away from Morgantown. Um, Jeffrey has West Virginia just covering at 34-20 Oklahoma, and Zach has Oklahoma winning 34-29 over the Mountaineers. So um, 2-2 there. We'll see. Not a game I will spend any time on at all, really, unless we have some reason to. While we're uh, talking to you guys for uh, the postgame show. Well, no, we're off. There is no postgame show this week. Never mind. We're still a week away. Uh, say this is news to me. Yeah, I'm not going to get together just to watch games on Saturday. I won't be here. You're going? I'll be in, I'll be in Jackson. Oh, that's right. That's soccer. Yeah, sounds exciting. 8 a.m. and 4 p.m. And then 9.30 on Sunday morning. Oh, that sucks. 8 a.m. He'll want the coach there at 7.15. He'll, the coach will want the kids there at 7.15. You know how hard it's going to be to get him to wake up? at. That's a problem. But, dude, wake up. And then get going. Yeah. Those 8 a.m. soccer games, it's all about who answers the bell. (laughs) (laughs) 
literally whoever is up and somewhat awake and, and and ready to go at that point um i don't i mean somebody asked if we had a lock of the week um no out of all the games i think i like i think missouri's going to beat boston college I, I i feel pretty good about that game but i wouldn't want to lock that um Frankly, my lock might be Auburn even given 27. I just think they're going to blow Georgia State out this weekend. I know it's a lot of points, but I, 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 that feels like absolute killing to me in Auburn this weekend. Yeah, I think that's the one I'd go with, too. I don't. The only other one that I'm considering is Kentucky with the five and a half. Yeah. Because I just don't think South Carolina's good. So. We're also brought to you by Alpha Specialties, 1670 Highway 80 in Pearl, Mississippi. They're your trailer-specific professional. If you want to haul it, they can call it at Alpha. It's the premium trailer dealership in Mississippi. They've got spare tires and wheels starting at just $100. A full selection of trailer parts and accessories, hitches, winches, straps, and more. They also do all types of truck accessories. Listeners can get 10% off a yearly trailer service and inspection at Alpha's full-service shop, where they also repair all types of trailers. Concession, horse, utility, enclosed, gooseneck, RV, and more. 601-932-9798 or check them out at alphaofms.com. And we're brought to you by The Rogue. The Rogue is your destination for fine men's clothing. Their style is hand-select pieces from top designers. From work to lifestyle to nightlife, there's the perfect something for everyone. At The Rogue, all the best items from Peter Millar, Martin Dingman, Jack Victor, Duckhead, Halsey, True Grit, and more, 4450 I-55 North in Jackson or therogue.com. Carson's not a morning person. I don't even try to talk to him in the morning. I leave him alone. Yeah. Like, get where look, you got to get to at the you, time. You, you yeah. heard the in, entire depth of my conversation with him this morning when I said, hey, have a good day. How's it? I, don't, I just leave him alone. Morning okay. time, he's in his... Trying to get... He's just kind of doing his process. His process requires a certain degree of privacy, I think, and quiet. Okay. And I honor that. Okay. Now in the afternoons, he's fine. He'll get in the you get in the truck in the afternoon, talkative. Mm-hmm. At night, very pleasant. Morning, not so much. Um. So people are saying there's a double header next week. Oh. ESPN. I don't. I mean. I mean. Um. CBS. I mean. I don't know. Could be. If that's true, you could have an A&M Alabama night game next week, and then that would open up 2.30 for Ole Miss and Arkansas potentially. I would think, though, they'd go Auburn-Georgia. I think. Well, it depends. I mean. Well, Georgia's going to beat Vanderbilt. But let Arkansas beat A&M. Yeah. And then, I mean, that's the problem. But now now Arkansas is going to lose to Georgia next week. So it's. Right. Frankly, I six-day advance this thing. I I need a couple. I need to see some games. I think before I would be able to do this. That's why they typically wait. Because that would give me all those next weekend of games. Because I mean, look, what if Ole Miss wins? Oh, well, sure. suddenly I got to do something now. Sure, like, I got to. Sure. Well, I mean, if you had a scenario where where Arkansas beat Texas A and M, and uh, the next Saturday Ole Miss were to beat Alabama, well, got a different game to it. Crazy. We'll be back tonight with the uh, hand raised guys around seven o'clock. Probably won't be a ton of sports talked about. We'll have other things, food, Monica Lewinsky, things along those lines tonight on the show. We do need to um, dive into that a little bit. I'm caught up. We can do that. Um, 
so yeah anyway appreciate everybody today again i know you guys put a ton of questions on the message board i promise to spend at least half an hour at some point today answering some of those i'll give you a little bang for your buck there with uh, taking the time to do that we did not need it it was just an insurance policy so appreciate that back tonight and then uh, obviously this will be in all your podcast form thank you to ben's mints for his time today we'll talk to you again here in a few hours mother's day is almost here and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around a watch she can wear every day from movement whether your mom is into classic dress watches rare and refined ceramics or tried and true bestsellers movement has something she'll love and right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom. And a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style, all for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast-free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.